This is NHR. Um, that, uh, we can actually chat to Kim Mazel uh, this morning. Um, hello, Kim. How are you doing? Hi. Hi, Hospital Radio. I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, wow, what a song. I was just hearing the uh, outro of that, uh, and it just really made me smile. The beat is so upbeat. It will just cheer you up on it. It's a brilliant. So I love the Donna Summer version uh, along with Barbara Streisand, um, yeah. and that with Jocelyn Brown. It oh, it just makes you want to dance. Uh, or it ta- just makes you want to dance. It makes you want to dance. Simon Cowell kind of put the whole thing together with the uh, stock and Aiken and and the production and the videos and the pink poodle. So. <laughs> What can you say? What can you say? A big, big hit and well-deserved as well. Now then, Kim, I'll admit I was a massive house music fan back in the 1980s. I used to uh, I used to run a mobile disco and I used to play uh, the vinyls on the disco. Uh, but the, oh. the UK house music scene, for me, it just didn't quite sound as good as the music that came over from Chicago. And, I mean, you are the queen of Chicago house music still are. I mean, what did you think of the UK house scene compared uh, with ma- maybe the harder-edged house music in uh, over in Chicago and in America? Well, I mean, basically it was, um, when we came there, wasn't really a, a, quite a scene. I mean, it was developing. Of course, you had like the pirate radio stations, you had Choice and Kiss FM, and then you had these raves that, Mostly the records they played were imports, like you said, white labels from Chicago tracks records or, you know, early on, um, it all came out of Chicago, then Detroit, New York. And, um, you know, the music started, the DJ started going all everywhere. The white label was something to really get. If you had that white label or the acetate, oh, come on, you were king of the dance floor. So that was just something quite amazing. And, um, it slowly built up, you know, in, in the UK, in London, you know, like uh, the Happy Shoe, Danny Rampley's Club, and, of course, the Hacienda in Manchester and, and uh, various places around the UK. It started to bubble up. So um, uh, I, I guess we had to come over and fuel it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it did pick up, and it was brilliant because, they, you know, the UK would pick up uh, on, on certain records that, we didn't pick up on, even though they may have come from Chicago or, you know, or Detroit or, or, or New York though, or New Jersey. Those were the early um, places of house. You would either press your record in New Jersey at Peter Pan pressing plant, or you dealt with Larry Sherman <laughs> in Chicago at track records. And uh, gosh, it, it's so many stories and so many people have different point of views because their walks were different, but it's in a collection of things, it made amazing uh, new genre of music called house, which is still here, as you said, and going strong. What thirty-five years later, forty years maybe. So, gosh, yeah. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> and you can still hear in in some of these sort of more popular records that that influence of house music in there in there today with with the new stuff. So 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 it's great that it's still here. Now you relocated to the UK in the early nineties, and since then, I mean, you've done a massive amount of work with so many collaborations, record wise, uh, and produced so many big chart and club hits. I mean, what are your personal favourites? Um, looking back, of of who you've collaborated with. Uh, I'd have to say um, 
gosh, uh, Young Hearts Run Free is one of my favorites that I did for the Romeo and Juliet movie, produced by Nellie Hooper, who also produced the song I did with Tulsa Soul, Missing You. Mm. So those two are really great. Um, uh, 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 the remix of Love Me the Right Way, and I'm trying to remember the guy's name, but I can't remember it right now, but it was a remix that he did later in 97. Was that Rapination? I wish, I wish I could remember his name. Ah. Um, it, it fails me right now. <laughs> but just amazing, different songs, some underground songs that uh, never saw the light of day, and then other ones like Searching for the Golden Eye or uh, Enough is Enough, the Jocelyn Brown song. Uh, Wait with Dr. Robert was my first oh, yeah. uh, Top of the Pops um, uh, single that I got to perform at Top of the Pops. And it actually crossed over in America, but I, I didn't know about it. And I, I think the record company, it was, so much was going on for me, you know, worldwide being the first um, house artist to be signed to a major label ever which, you know, gives me the reign of First Lady of House. That's where that came from. Yep. Uh, um, it's a historical event, actually. So um, I was like, okay, I, which I didn't understand, but obviously in my records knew what they were doing uh, to, like, hurry up and, you know, get to signing her up and do the records. I didn't know what was going on. It was like, well, because it was something they were making a, a move or, you know, a, a stance or whatever, their mark in the market for um, dance going pop because I guess they knew that house would eventually cross over in the mainstream and it, it really was um, still underground even though uh, we didn't realize that we thought we were mainstream but the underground at that time was such a big scene as you know across uh, the UK it was just massive you know just absolutely massive the clubs and the this and the that so uh, the summer of 89 and all of that. So, you know, yeah. Now, you know, you know what? You, you're on your music, you bring back so many memories for me of that, uh, that sort of mobile disco days. Uh, there was a, a, a lady DJ who used to run a mobile disco and, uh, she always used to finish off her sets either with useless or was that Ooh. all it, uh, it was because, and then she dedicated it to all the men she'd known. That, <laughs> That okay, old... <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of that. Yeah, it was a bit of that. And uh, I think EMI picked Was It All It Was or, or Marshall. I can't remember, but uh, I love that song. David oh. Morales did an amazing uh, remix of that uh, song. And um, and then Useless had a big uh, double 12-inch double uh, uh, single to come out. One side was the Chicago House Mixes done by Marshall, and the other one was the New York House Mixes done by uh, Cole and Cavillis. Yeah, who later became CNC Music Factory. But I, I'll never forget seeing that. It was a beautiful uh, uh, photograph, and it was uh, in color, and it had, you know, Chicago Highline on one side and the New York Highline on the other. It was just amazing to see uh, this product, you know, come out like this you know they 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 held no no marketing tool back it was just I was like really overwhelmed because to be the first one a little bit you are a little bit of an exper experiment as well so <laughs> I had a, like 11 producers on the album I think or remixers wow. 
everybody from Todd Terry to uh, Fat Boy Slim, who was Norman Cook then. Yeah. So you know, um, I and I did, and I was new. To, you know, it's a new country. I didn't really even understand the currency or. Or the accents. I was just like, whatever, point me in the right direction, and you know, and I'll go. <laughs> some some great memories of some great music there. Now great that, memories. Yeah, just taking you away from the music side a bit. We also saw you on Celebrity Master Chef. Um, I mean, has baking always been something that you've enjoyed doing as well? I really like to cook. I my my family. My mom is from New Orleans. Uh, so you got a lot of Creole cooking uh, going on in our house, a lot of spices, a lot of marinating, a lot of uh, different flavors from fishes to chicken to, I think that any animal, if they catch it, they're going to cook it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can do a lot with lots of different, um, you know, things, uh, the gumbo, the jambalaya, the dirty rice, you know, all this different type of stuff. And there's different gumbos you can make, chicken gumbo, seafood gumbo, you know, and all the Cajun spices and things like that. Some of the secret spices are, you know, really, really, really amazing. So I really, and I, and I happened to come in, well, I think I was like a runner up yeah. or something like that. I came in the main, yeah, the last two or three people. So um, uh, dude, I think it was season six or something like that, one of the earlier seasons, but it was a great uh, experience. Um, and being under the cots, you know, when you've got to uh, make these dishes, you have 45 minutes, I think it was. And I was like, but at home, it takes me two hours or three, you know. <laughs> but anyway, it was great fun. And I really loved being on that show. But it was a lot of pressure. Yeah, I'm gonna move away. From, I'm gonna move away from that because you're making me feel so hungry now. Just talking about all those seasons and everything. So, and I've not had my breakfast yet. So now you obviously love live theatre. Um, you've done uh, Thriller Live, which, which is a great show, and Smokey Joe's Cafe, and the music of Ray Charles. Um, I mean, is, is acting on stage and a natural progression for you with, with you being you know su such a, a great singer? I think the opportunity of doing the music that was in those shows, of course, with Thrill Alive, you know, Michael Jackson and the Jacksons are from my same hometown, Gary, Indiana. And how can you not love singing I Want You Back in any Jackson song, Rock With You and uh, Can You Feel It, which is, you know, one of our singles out now. But, I mean, how could you not love doing that? The music of Ray Charles. And then, of course, Smokey Joe's Cafe uh, was a Lieber and Stoller. Uh, the music of Lieber and Stoller under the boardwalk and uh, different songs like that. So um, it's just it, those kind of plays were just amazing. And it was the early crossing over, I guess, of dance artists or any type of artist going into the mainstream uh, theater uh, area around the UK. So that was a wonderful experience, but very tough. It, very it, tough. Eight shows a week. Very tough. It, it, it's definitely hard on the old ankles with the high heels on the dancing and everything on, the, on this. Not that, too. Uh, well, exactly. I, I was going to say, not that I'd know anything about dancing in high heels, but there you go. Um, so. <laughs> okay, now. <laughs> it's all a rumour. Now, how did you get into doing voiceovers, by the way? Um, believe it or not, when I was in university in Chicago, I used to sing jingles to help pay for some of my... Um, uh, college um, tuition and for my books and things like that. And as a teen mom, so if you're a teen mom, keep going. You can still go to college and take your baby with you. So as a teen mom, I had other responsibilities. So one easy thing or, uh, you know, that helped me 
with uh, my goal that wanted to sing and also made a little bit of money on the side was uh, found out from university about voiceovers and singing jingles. So I started doing that. And, oh my gosh, how, 1980-something. Let me just put a question mark there because <laughs> I don't want to give everything my age away. But um, yeah, there was a, a, a lady in Chicago who had a great um, advertising company and she hired a lot of us from, from the college. And, you know... Great. Now then, the new song that you've mentioned, Can You Feel It? Uh, the old Jackson song, of course. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's. I, I was going to say a, a, a threesome, uh, but I, I don't really want to. But it's you. It's Sunita. It's a bit of a threesome. It is. Hey, I've seen the video. It's such fun. Um, Sunita's on there and Junior, my old mate Junior, who's been on this show oh, so many times. Um, and it's such a great vibe on the on that uh, uh, that single. It's also from a new album due out on the fifteenth of o- October called Rediscovered Eighties. Now, how did you get all involved with with that? Oh, now how that came about, Maro. I had met Maro at a music event years and years ago. Me and Kim Appleby were together, and. Um, uh, Romina was doing some event, Romina. She did lots of different things. She worked with BAFTA and lots of things in the industry. And we went and we met this gentleman and he said one day, you know, I do these kind of things and projects and he's very enthusiastic. And um, some years later, he contacted me about doing a project with a 80s artist to sing one of their favorite songs that maybe a, that we've sang before that hadn't been released and blah, blah, blah. And it just kept developing and developing to, well, what about one of your favorite songs? And, and we all got together and uh, come to find out he had done the Al- the Elvis uh, remake, remasters, and they sold like millions doing this. And so we knew he knew what he was doing. He got a great producer, uh, Yoan, who is amazing. And we picked up, we each picked a song and the production of it just really blew me away. It was just, everything was together. Uh, uh, just so professional, half level, like the old days in, in the record business, how it used to run. So we were all like, ah, finally, not a little kid in the bedroom with his, uh, you know, Apple Mac or whatever, trying to make a beat, you know, calling me saying, can you sing on my record? So we were like so happy, grown folks music, as we call it. And um Yes, and we all went to the studio with our prospective songs from myself to Junior to Kiki D to uh, Wang Chong to Lee John. Just everybody had a different song and a different take, and it was just brilliant. And and then he said, oh, we need to do um, a single, maybe something with two or three of you on it. And I said, well, I got this idea. What about Can You Feel It? It's a great, you know, feel-good song, blah, 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 blah. It's like, Okay. And, um, well, the rest is history. It's just the brilliant mix of voices, the way they produced it. And I love it. It feels so good. Oh, you're not the only one, because I absolutely I love it as well. It's one of my favourite Jackson songs, and I, I love Junior to bits. Um, as I say, he's been on the programme a few times. And Maro as well, uh, Maro Durago. Uh, he's been on the show, and it, it's lovely that all these people that have been on are all coming together with this one brilliant album. Lee John, he's been on the show, and Doris Pearson, I know he's on the album. Uh, she's been on, and yes, so has Owen Doris Paul. Is on the album. She has a beautiful voice and a beautiful oh, song. Oh, hasn't she? Just so. I personally cannot wait for October the 15th to uh, to get hold of a copy of this album and just to listen to it. Ooh. I know. Yeah, I, I, I should be... Complete. 
Actually, pre-orders are out now, so they can go to iTunes right now, pre- buy the single. You can yes. buy the single now and do your pre-order for the album, and it'll come to you from the 50s. There you so, go. So I'm going to have to yeah, do that now, straight after the show. So, But I've got the single, um, Can You Feel It? It's an amazing sort of joining uh, of three great talents, uh, yourself, Junior, and Sunita as well. And Sunita, by the way, is in Nottingham uh, very soon. Um, so uh, we're going to have to try and get her on, on the programme. Uh, but oh, it's, yeah. it's a, in the flesh. That's She's right. Flesh. She's Yes, definitely in the flesh. Ooh. You're starting me off now, Kim, you are. <laughs> What we're talking to you, as gorgeous as you are, and Sunita as well. I'm going to have to have a cold shower after this interview. I really am. Um, (laughs) Kim, I could speak to you all day. Um, It's been a pleasure just chatting for for this last 15, 20 minutes or so. Um, The single, Can You Feel It? Um, As I say, it's out now. You can go and and buy it. Go and party around your living room uh, with this because it is absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm so pleased that you could give up uh, just a little bit of your time uh, to chat to us this morning. Um, because, as, as I say, I've been playing your records since the 1980s, and I'm such Thank a big you fan. So much. And it, it, Thank it, you so much. It's so nice just to be able to, uh, to to still have you here and to chat to you and making great music as well. Um, so thank you so much. I'm going to let you go because I know that you've got uh, you've got you've got things to do instead of sitting here chatting to me. Uh, and I've got to play this record um, as well. I can't wait to play yes, it. To play it. that record. Can you feel it? All platforms. <laughs> Download it now. Download it. Go buy it. Get it any way that uh, you can do. Uh, j- just get it because uh, it's absolutely brilliant. Kim, thank you so much for giving your time up today. Um, and maybe one. In the future, we'll, we'll chat again. Uh, so when we've got another list of uh, big hit singles to play for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Feel free to call me and I'd love to talk to your audience again. Oh, Thank that, you. That's amazing. Have a lovely Sunday, Kim. Uh, and we'll play Can You Feel It? Can you feel it? Yeah. This is NHR. 